I'm telling you, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. And so certainly we want to remember that always in our minds and our thoughts and whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're going through, that the battle, the battle belongs to God, no matter how you feel in this evening. You know, uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. It belongs to him. And so uh, certainly we thank and praise God for you and you taking time to join us on this 12th day of November. So glad you're listening to us on this Thursday. This is Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That's Pomona, California. And you're inside the pages with me. Pastor Carl Anderson, I want you to know there's no better place to be than the word of God. You know, I don't want to be found anywhere else, but in the word of God. Jesus said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It's written all about me. And, you know, we can, uh, he could look through the scriptures and see his outcome. When we obey God's word, you know, when we get in the word of God, we can, and we're applying it to our lives, we know the outcome. And let me tell you, in the end, we win. In the end, we win. Sunday morning worship begins at 7 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is the Holy Ghost, what the Lord is doing. You know, that is a favorite topic about what God is doing. And I, I've heard some great testimonies this week, and I, I'm telling you, I'm thrilled and, uh, but, uh, about what I've heard. And just want to encourage you again to, to know that, you know, with every, uh, with every um, testimony, it has to be a test. And you, you have to remember it's the Lord's battle. The Lord is using you. And the Lord don't tempt us with sin. Bible said a man is drawn away of his own lust. And so when, when it comes down to being tested, God does not test us and tempt us with sin. That there's a difference in what God does and what the enemy presents to you and what's in your own heart. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. In Jesus' name. Now we're in the 12th chapter of Acts. So I'm going to start there at 11 verse, 12th chapter, 11 verse. It says the, uh, the Bible and Peter. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and have delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter uh, knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. 
but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is an angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoned unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declaring to them, and declared unto them, he testified how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto, unto James and to the brother. And he departed and went into another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down to Judea, to Caesarea, and there about. Now, just want to talk a little bit about Rhoda. Her name means Rosebud or Rose, you know, and um, uh, we're going to, you know, that was some experience that she had. Can you imagine what was going on in their minds? And, and well, the scripture actually identifies and tells us what was happening there. And so, you know, uh, Peter had been arrested. Uh, the, Herod had uh, killed um, had killed uh, the, the disciple, and and he saw that it pleased the Jews, and he um, immediately grabbed Peter because it was the uh, celebration and festivities was about to begin. So he knew where to find Peter at, and they searched for him, and they found him, arrested him, and what he was going to do was present him on Easter Day. Uh, he was going to present him on Easter Day. So see, Easter has always existed as a holiday uh, outside of uh, Christ. It, it really has nothing to do. But listen, um, that was his expectations. But it, it didn't go that far because God prevented it. You know, when you first see it, when you first see something, you know, Lord uh, bless you. The Lord does something for you. And when you first see it, or when you experience the moment, no one understands what you what you saw. You know, no one understood the dream or the vision that you had. They might say, wow, you know, they may give God some glory, uh, but they really don't get it. Now, there are those that may even think you even lost it a little bit. They might think you're crazy because they don't get it. And so... Um, you know, I I remember as I was reading this and, and thinking about the, the craziness, because God does some things that will make you stand in awe. When he preached the word of God, uh, the, the people were in awe. They were astonished at his message. And they even questioned and said, is this the son of, you know, the carpenter? They, you know, they were questioning uh, because they were astonished. They, they just couldn't believe it. You know, and God will do some things that that will leave people just with in a in a, a a state of awe. And this is one of those things that He did. He allowed. He set Peter free. You know, I, I told my daughter uh, one day that her mom was going to walk through the church doors, and she didn't. Uh, she didn't believe it. 
She thought about it, but she didn't believe it. She thought the issues in her life were uh, and had presented such an unbalance and didn't lean to, to believe in it. And so she felt that, you know, what I was saying was just absurd. It was, you know, it's crazy. About two years went by and her mother showed up at AM, 8 a.m. worship service. Not only did she show up at the service, she got counseling and uh, got out of a bad relationship and into a relationship with God and asked God for a job that she had been desiring for quite some time and received counseling and walked out of the interview um, with the job, with the desired one that she wanted and began to uh, share with others that God had opened the door up for her. You know, somebody thought I was crazy for, uh, for that, uh, for the vision in which I had uh, professed and said what I saw. And someone may have thought she was crazy after, when they asked her, how did you get that particular position with that company? Uh, because it's a very difficult task to, to get in through the door. And she told them it was God. And so, you know, I remember, uh, you know, you think about all the, the craziness, you know, and some of us have some craziness in our lives. You know, there was a time in my life, and you may have heard people say this, but uh, there was a, a time in my life that I said I would not, I would never go to church. I had really uh, turned and said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to church. In my mind, at least I thought my mind was made up for years, and I do mean some years had, had traveled by me. And I didn't, I didn't want to talk about church. I didn't want to talk about serving the Lord. You know, my children were about four, five, and six, and uh, a newborn. I had. And so um, at every opportunity, they requested prayer for me. And so the saints were praying for me. They were praying for my deliverance. And, you know, and every time they, I remember um, the pastor telling me uh, one day that, you know, those children prayed for you every time because she would pick them up for service. Uh, her and Deacon Irvin uh, would pick them up. And um, and she said every time they would raise their hand. And you, you already knew. You already knew what their request was. Uh, pray for my daddy. That was their request. Maybe somebody got tired of it. Maybe someone... I thought they were they were crazy, you know that that uh, I was so far gone that God wasn't going to do anything to deliver me. But that wasn't the case, and you know I began to work long hours. I, I wasn't turning down no overtime. Uh, my day was filled with making some money. I worked weekends in in an industry in which weekends were uh, were of great value for our customers, and so. Uh, after a while, their prayer was getting through, and I became the first employee of the company to have, at least in my division and where I was at, to have uh, Saturday and Sundays off. God heard their prayer, and others may have dismissed uh, their repeated requests, but God didn't. Yeah, even thought they were a little off. Uh, certainly, I was off. You know, I confessed that for myself. 
But uh, a good friend and pastor of mine once told me, uh, you know, in a course of conversation, he said, man, I will see you. And I just didn't know what to say. But there, but they continued in praying for me. And one day God stepped in and changed the atmosphere. Everything changed. And look where I am today. You know, that's why you hear my voice uh, talking about the goodness and, and the greatness of God how awesome he is and what he has done and how he has elevated uh, this little man to be where he is today. And so my desire, at just I just wanted to be a good brother. And that's all I want to be, even right now. I just want to be a good brother, a man that's going to be saved, one that God will say, uh, at the end of my day, well done, good and faithful servant. But I found out that God is saying that even in our time right now, you can hear the Lord saying, well done. You can hear the Lord saying, good and faithful servant. You can hear God giving uh, his elect as individuals uh, praise and, and, and appreciating them uh, for appreciating and living a sanctified life. And so uh, that was my desire. But look, God showed, uh, showed the pastor something about me and which is yet fulfilling in my life today. And so whereas I was a fool back then, I am now a fool for Christ. And I thank God for what he has done. Somebody thought I was crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for the Lord, you know? And so I, I'm pouring myself out for him. And so he can occupy every space, every nook, every cranny. Uh, I wanted to be filled with Jesus, you know, when you're biking. Uh, whether I'm playing basketball or, you know, like if you like me at the gym or, you know, well, right now we can't be at the gym. But uh, if you, uh, you know, if you were at the gym or just laughing out loud, you know, I, I like laughing out loud and, and watching the cruise. Me and my uh, grandson would watch the cruise, you know, or maybe laughing at myself. You ought to have a sense of humor to even laugh at yourself. But those principles in my citizenship in the kingdom of God are never placed on the shelf, is never placed on the bench while I'm having recreational fun or doing anything else. Uh, you know, God is always number one because of what the Lord has done. And so the Bible tells us in verse 11, it says, and when Peter was come to himself, you know, he thought he was dreaming. Is this really happening? Uh, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and have delivered me out of the hand of care. And not only him, but delivered me from all the expectations of the people. The people were standing around. They couldn't wait to see Peter put to death. The Jewish, uh, the, the religious leaders, the, uh, the, those children of Israel that did not believe in Christ, uh, that crucified him. Uh, those that were consenting, you know, you didn't have to be there physically. You don't have to be someplace physically to, to be part of it. Matter of fact, the scripture warns us and said and tells us uh, that if we can, if we are standing in a, if we are in a state and consenting to unrighteousness, that we're just as wrong as those that are actually committing the act. And so we have to be careful. People need to know that and understand that. And so there were those that were consenting uh, and, and uh, unto the death of Christ 
And even after the crucifixion, his, his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, there are yet those that remain in place that said, this is not real. It's a heretic doctrine. You know, we've seen the miracles. We've seen the work of God. Uh, but, you know, as they were warned by God, by Gamaliel, not to fight against God. Don't try to, don't try to fight against him. Uh, you know, but yet here they are persecuting and Peter has been in prison. And so there was this, I, I looked at this, and I'm, I'm reading, I'm like, wow, this is an inside job. You know, Peter is laying between two soldiers and two are at the door. And, and, and he's chained to them. He's bound to them. So they wanted to make sure that he didn't escape this time. You know, last time he got out, he, he got out. He, him and John was in the was found in the in the um in the temple uh, uh talking about this life. And I, I love talking about this life because there's so much about this life that has not been touched yet. And so they were talking about this life. And uh and so they were bound. Peter was bound to some some uh, to the guards. And uh, but yet God protected him from here and the expectation of all the haters, both political, religious and all that oppose Peter's preaching Jesus name. The scripture says, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary. Now he's out now. And I, I love the fact the scripture said that as he was walking through as he uh, made his exit, the door opened, uh, the prison was illuminated, the room he was in was illuminated, the, the glory of God had appeared, the angel uh, uh, escorted him out, and the gate that was closed opened by itself. Now, somebody said that that it was an inside job with someone that, that was... Uh, uh, that was compassionate and uh, that was sympathetic to what was and was releasing him. No, if the scripture said it was an angel, that's what it was. It was an angel of the Lord, not a person being mistaken as an angel. You know, carnality has no place in, in, in no, and because it reasons out the miracles of God. When people start saying, well, you know, that's impossible. You know, God didn't, uh, didn't, his breath, did not cause the waters of the Red Sea to congeal and the children crossed on dry land. Now that was probably just as, uh, maybe it was just maybe two or three feet of water that they passed through. No, don't try to wash and, and reason away what God is saying. That's like saying the sun is not rising, didn't rise today. You know, that the waters didn't stop were at their appointed uh, uh, position. You know, all these these reasoning that, that, well, you know, God, no, this Bible says, what does the word of God say? If you can't, if, if the individual, if you can't embrace what God is saying, then you, you, what you're saying is you don't believe in miracles. What you're saying is that you really don't believe God has the power and ability uh, or that he would even do that. Shame on you. God is sovereign and everything is governed by his word. And so if the Lord, when the Lord told the angel to go down and loose Peter, whatever words he used, whatever vernacular, you know, that angel obeyed what, what God said and uh, that gate opened on his own accord and Peter walked out. 
went down to mother Mary's house and uh, that's Mary, the mother of John and James. And uh, so uh, Peter went there and he knocked at the door of the gate and the damsel uh, came to see who was there, Rhoda. And at that time they were having prayer. They were having prayer in the home. You know, we we should not cease from praying. I hope you, you know, it makes a difference when you have prayer, you're at home and you're praying. You know, you have a certain time and you, you go in your room or go in the closet or, you know, go in the living room, wherever your prayer spot is at, and you pray. You know, it urges peace into the home. It causes the home to, to settle and just become calm, you know, at that point. And especially when you're consistent with that, it makes a difference. And so Mary had a home and they were, and some of the saints was there praying. And as they prayed, God had answered their prayer. You know, as they prayed, God heard them and Peter was delivered. As they prayed, they were protected. Peter was protected. As they prayed, the proof was standing at the door. It's knocking at the door. We should not stop praying. When you pray, you continue to pray. When you pray and ask God for something, don't stop praying. It don't mean that you're not having faith, but continue to pray. And God will send proof that he is listening. God will send proof and he will speak loud. God will send proof and even a knock at the door. God will send a letter. God will send, God will allow you to know. He will let you know. You know, Daniel had prayed and the, the enemy held up his uh, answer and he, ne he didn't stop praying. And the messenger came and told him that he was held up by the, uh, the, the prince of Persia and, uh, and that another stronger angel came and, and set him free. But the, the point is, is that the angel told him, he said, from the first time that you prayed, the Lord heard you. Uh, as I keep saying, and I'll say it again, that we are in a warfare. This is a war of the anointed. So when you're praying, uh, you got to press your way. You're praying, you got to keep praying. You know, uh, when you're praying, you have to keep seeking the Lord because the Lord may have sent the answer and the enemy has been fighting. The Lord is sending the answer and you hear it and the enemy starts trying to fight you with depression. The enemy starts trying to fight you with distractions of different sorts. Uh, you know, the enemy starts to put thoughts on your mind. Uh, you say you're going to rest and, and uh, sit down and, and read, your, read your Bible a little bit. And all of a sudden you start thinking about a phone call that you can make. You know, that's an enemy. That's an enemy to what you were about to do. And so stay focused. Uh, stay consistent. Be steadfast. Be unmovable abounding in the work of the Lord. The 14th verse says, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told Peter stood before the gate. Her excitement, there, there was a reaction to her excitement. She responded with such gladness to report Peter's presence. And they said unto her, uh, you're mad, thou art mad, girl, you're crazy. But she constantly confirmed, no, I'm telling the truth. No, he's there. I, I, I heard it. I heard he's at the gate. And they said, well, it's his angel. So they assumed that he had already been killed. They didn't, they didn't get it. Everybody don't, is not going to get it. 
but you stay consistent. Uh, brother, sister, listen, the girl ain't crazy. She hadn't lost her mind. Peter wanted, and, and the scripture said Peter wanted in. He continued to knock. Peter continued to knock, uh, you know, at the gate. He wanted in. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. That girl was not crazy. She wasn't losing her mind. You know, she knew exactly what she was saying in spite of what everyone else was thinking. Uh, those that was there thought she was mentally deranged. Girl, you lost it. Thought she was mad, insane, out of her mind. Her balance was off. Girl, what have you been drinking? Did you walk through uh, the field? Did you walk through those plants over there? We told you not to walk through that, you know, and side effects. But listen, none of that was the case. She was, she heard Peter and she wanted them to know. And so the Bible says that, but uh, when they saw him he, he and they opened the door, uh, Peter beckoned with them. In other words, he, he told them with his hand to hold their peace, Shh. you know, be quiet. Don't say nothing. And he declared unto them. And see, he didn't want them to start making a whole bunch of noise and celebrating uh, his presence. Because remember, he just escaped prison. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, you know, and so he told them, he said, and told them to go and tell James, uh, uh, go to the brethren and let them know. And so uh, he departed and he went to a different place. Now, he didn't stay there at Mary House. He didn't go down to where James was. Uh, he knew that they would be looking for him. And he went to another place. When God delivers you, we, you need to do as Peter did and remove yourself from being recaptured. When God delivers you, you have to change your course. When God delivers you, he's delivering you He's bringing you out of slavery. He's bringing you out of the thing that held you captive. He's bringing you and, and, and urging you away from death. You need to change your course. You need to move away and get away from the situation. And so Peter went the opposite way. And from, uh, you know, from those devices, from the handcuffs, from the chains, from the soldiers, from the very thing that God delivered him from. We need to go the other way. The 18th verse says, now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. Of course not. What had become of Peter? Where's Peter at? Did you, you know, Herod went through, uh, he sought for him and didn't find him. He examined the keepers. He commanded that they should be put to death. You know, <laughs> When you stand before a magistrate, you in trouble. When you've been called on the floor, you in trouble. You in trouble. And, you know, that, that'll be, uh, I, I believe, and this is me, this is Pastor Carl, I believe that if, at least one of those soldiers had been nice to Peter. I don't know how they treated him, but I just think that if somebody was uh, had an overact of kindness toward him, that maybe their life would have been spared. Now, that's a conversation for another time. But, you know, um, God is gracious and he won't forget a person's work and labor of love. But these soldiers, the Bible tells us that uh, Herod sought for him and didn't find him and he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be 
put to death. And he went down to Judah to, to Caesarea and abode there. Wow. Peter has a great testimony and God has a great testimony for each one of us. And remember, a testimony doesn't come without a test. And it's not going to come without even the believers that might think that you're a little off, might think you're a little crazy. Now, there's a difference in truth and what is occurring and craziness because there's some, but, um, but Peter, this was not the issue. This was not the case. Broda, that girl ain't crazy. She's not crazy. Man, brothers, sisters, you're not crazy. Miracles are for today. God knows how to take the unexplainable. God knows how to do the unimaginable. He knows how to work against nature and call that thing that is not as though it were and bring it into existence into our day and time. God can reach into the future and bring something into the present to bless your soul. God knows just what to do. And when he does it, it becomes your testimony of, of what he has done for you. Then yes, you can even use the expression and say, isn't that crazy? You know, look at what God done. You know, that's just, it's mind blowing. What God does is mind blowing. It's, it's mind blowing. It will have you at all. It would have you with your mouth hanging open. It will leave you speechless. It will also make you laugh. It will all, it will tickle you and have you, you know, just full of the, as I used to hear the mothers in the church say, the happy, the, the, the glad glass and the happy happies, you know, um, because it would have you just thrilled. What God does as it causes us to be thrilled. And when he blesses us, you know, we do need to use wisdom like Peter did. Peter used some wisdom, uh, told him, hey, hold your peace. Don't say nothing. You know, let the saints know I'm okay. And he moved on to a safe place. That's what we have to do. Do just like what Peter did and move on to a safe place so that God can use us. That's the whole purpose that Peter was spared because the Lord had yet have work for him to do. Amen. Listen, if you've been blessed by, by the words on this uh, broadcast and, you know, share it with someone else because we are about saving souls. Uh, share the gospel with someone else. Uh, lead them to, to listen to Sunday Morning Live. That's if they just type in SML on Google it. It'll bring us up on Heart Radio, iHeart Radio's uh, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers, and and so you know we're it's all about the saving of souls. Now, um, also we've been on Sunday mornings. It's been we've been talking about rapture ready, and I think I've spoken enough about it to um, to move on to another phase in that, and uh, so that uh, you know we're going to start talking about the gifts, their rewards their rewards you know we talked about rapture which you know in other words we're talking about being caught up but there are rewards and those rewards uh that god has given um are tied to servitude they're tied to servitude and so let us start talking about the gifts and what god has placed here for us to enjoy right now you know just like in the garden of eden the lord told, told adam and he said look I, i've given you uh and I'm paraphrasing this, but I've given you the land, take dominion over it, you know, and control. 
So everything that God has placed in front of us that's not unrighteous, God has given it to us to be a blessing. He's given it to us to be a blessing. And not only did he give us natural blessings, but God has given us spiritual blessings. And I want you to understand something. And I'm excited about this because I've experienced it for myself that your spiritual blessing will tie and, and impact your natural blessing. Yes. Uh, it, saints, uh, I'm, uh, friends, I'm, I'm telling you what God has done let me, let me just give you an example of that. The Bible said there is a gift of knowledge. There's a gift of knowledge. Now, some of us have gone to school and gone to college and, you know, and we've learned some lessons and some have some, some great degrees. Uh, but there is a gift of knowledge that can take a person who does not have the academic uh, structure that you do and Give them a word. Give them instant knowledge of something that they did not have and, uh, and leave you in awe. Leave you in awe. And they will testify and tell you, I didn't have, that was, that was God. Now, I, I know because I've experienced that even for myself. And so we'll be talking about what God has, because there, there is an expectation that God has. <clears throat> that he has given unto his people um, that while we are here, while we're yet here in these bodies, that there is an expectation that you should use what God has given to you. There are gifts that God has given and you want those gifts to be at work in your life because he gave them to you uh, so that as you live this life, that uh, uh, Elijah did so many miracles. And so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just want you to know that these things are for you. It's not for uh, because someone uh, has a certain title, uh, because they have credentials or anything like that. This is for whomever, because God gave it freely. And so it ties into not just your, your spiritual life, but it ties into your natural life as well. All right. So with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And I hope to see you here or see you there. Until then, be blessed. You are the Lord, the Lord, the Lord.